say this is a church for everybody. Yes, somebody. Hallelujah. We preach for the name of Jesus this morning. Thank that true the Lord is in this place. Glory to God. At this time, may that we have a presentation. Glory to God for all those. May that new partners of the Restoration Church. And I pray that as we are getting ready um, to transition to give the certificates and the rewards this morning, we want to. Amen. Thank you all so much for being here. We want to bless the Lord. Yes. Amen. That you're in this place and you're Hi, in this moment with God. And I believe that the Lord is going to move in this house like we're moving forward this morning. Amen. And as we anticipate His glory, I bind every distraction. I call yes. every stronghold. I every force that has tried to hinder your worship and your praise. And because this shall be the day of the Lord. Hallelujah. You shall get your next hell in His glory. Hallelujah, your life will not be the same. Amen. Amen. Whatever thing tries to stop you, amen, you will not be the same. Hallelujah. As we're preparing, Lord, we are preparing, amen, for the reception, the reception, and presenting the awards this morning. Amen, I want you to prepare your seed of offering. Glory to God, I want you to prepare, amen, to give this morning. We're going to transition right into giving. Lord, I'm going to transition right into, amen, sowing our seeds to the Lord, amen, and blessing this house, amen, and thanking him for the opportunity, amen, Lord God, that he's allowed and afforded us, amen, in his presence, and so, and without further ado, amen, put your hands together, and bless the Lord for this, so
natural or to the flesh. Amen, somebody. Amen. So I am God's, amen, instrument in the earth. Somebody say, I'm God's instrument. Wow. And I don't belong to nobody, but I am committed, amen, unto the Lord. Amen, I will have no other rulers. God is my ruler. Yes. I will have, amen, no other idol, amen, that I bow to worship you. But God is not very everything. Amen. amen. So because of understanding that, amen, it allows us to be in relationship with others in the right way. Amen. If you don't understand who you are, you'll accept people in your life, and you'll accept influences, and you'll accept, glory to God, people, amen, speaking to you outside of who God has called you to be. Amen, somebody. Amen. And so God brings us to this point tonight. As we understand that we're spiritual beings first on an earthly assignment, that means that I, it is my pleasure to please the Father that gave me the opportunity to be in the earth. So the first thing that you got to have is a spirit of gratefulness. Amen. You must have a spirit of thankfulness. And I have met the most ungrateful, unthankful, unappreciative people amen, that there ever is because the fact that they don't know who they are and they don't know who gave them the opportunity amen, to be on the side in this earth. And so the first thing that we got to understand is, Lord, I am grateful for the life. I am thankful for the life that you have allowed me to have. Amen. I'm not like anybody else. I don't look like nobody else. I am nobody else's image. I'm nobody else's likeness. But I am who you have called me to be. You specifically formed me and made me. Glory to God. You gave me certain gifts. Amen. And anointings. Glory to God. According to my assignment. So that is the definition of who I am. Somebody say, if anybody asks me who I am, I shall tell them that I'm a child of God. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm not a slave. Hallelujah. To my past, I'm not a slave. Amen. To the names of my former. But I am a child of God. You must identify with this. You must come in agreement, amen, with this. Amen, because of you nagging and complaining and ungrateful. Because you don't look like somebody else or you don't think like someone else or you don't have the gift that someone else has or you don't have the, the riches or the money or the pleasure that someone else has had. Amen, it shows God dishonor, amen, to the fact that he allowed you the opportunity, amen, to enter into the world, amen, on assignment to complete his will. So if I don't measure up to what everybody else wants me to measure up, as long as I measure up to who God has called me to be, that is who I am going to be. But so many people spend so many years and days and weeks and moments of their life looking for the acceptance and the approval of who everybody else wants them to be. Or whoever, who everybody else, amen, thinks that they should be. Amen. Somebody say thank you for your opinion. Thank you for your opinion. I appreciate your thoughts. Come and talk to me tonight because somebody will get ready to tell somebody this this week. Hallelujah. Lord God, I appreciate your, amen, your opinion and what you think. I appreciate the fact that you got boldness and courage, amen, to give me what you think and what you feel. Thank you very kindly. Amen. Because, Lord God, I appreciate the fact that you have an opinion, but just because you have an opinion does not mean that I'm going to accept. Does not mean that that is what I'm going to to be. Glory to God. Now, who I am is in the Lord. Amen. 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 Sometimes people get 
get upset because, amen, you don't just let them say anything. You don't let them do anything. You don't let them in your, in your, in your space, amen, in your environment to contaminate, amen, the purpose and the call that God has on your life. But somebody, you got to get to a point where you don't got to be rude and nasty. You got to say, excuse the baby. I ain't got time for that in this season. You got to say, move over for just a moment, Lord God. I appreciate the fact that you want to hang around me. But maybe perhaps you are not here to feed my destiny. And so you're not here to feed my destiny as you promote the welfare of my assignment. Then I have no value or no use to have you in my place. Oh yeah, when you know who you are, you don't apologize for being who you are. You make no apology. Amen for being who God has called you. It's not according to the flesh. Not according to what you think or what you want, but according to who and what God. Suffering with, 
amen, the anxiety, amen, to do or to be something that God has not called them to be. And they are suffering, amen, because they have sporadic focus. Somebody shout, sporadic focus. Amen, sporadic focus where their mind is everywhere and nowhere at the same time.
life and what they say and what, amen, they think matters, matters more than what God thinks according to your life. And you got to be very careful that you don't allow, amen, yourself to be distracted by other people. What you should be, what you should do, amen, it will cause you. Some of us say, have you ever felt unsatisfied? Have you ever felt discontented? Have you ever felt unfulfilled? Have you ever felt empty to the place that you were trying to do what God called you to do? But every time you went to do it, you got distracted by what you've seen on somebody else. To the point where it made you want to pull on them so much to become them. It pulled on you so much, glory to God, that you find yourself idolizing, amen, the very thing that you desire to have in good form that they have, but you got to be careful, amen, that you don't, when you glean from it, that you become what God wants you to be, and you take what they are giving to you, amen, and use it for the glory of God, but you must be careful that you don't become them. You don't want to be intimidated. Some of us say no intimidation. Intimidation is a big fat bully in the body of Christ. It's a big bold devil in the body of Christ. And it will intimidate you to think like them, to be like them, to look like them. And who they are is who you are. But somehow shall I refuse to be intimidated? By an assignment that never was given to me. Now, now, what are you talking about here, Pastor? There are so many people intimidated by what God has called other folk to do. And what they do is they find themselves running behind what they have been called to do rather than what God has called them to do. And so now they are so intimidated by them that they can't focus on what it is that God has called them to. Because they're saying, Lord God, I got to be just like them because I want it so bad. And that spirit of intimidation, glory to God, that is causing you outside of the will of God and the assignment of God for your life is costing you your everything. It is costing you your life. It is costing you your promise. It is costing you, amen, your reward. It is costing you your benefits. It's costing you your blessing. It is costing you, glory to God, the things that God will expedite in your life. It's costing, amen, and it's causing hindrances, amen, in your purpose and in your alignment that you might get to where God will have you to be on time. I don't have time to be distracted by the distractor because when he keeps on pulling me out, I don't get to where I need to be on time. And I need to make it to where God wants me to make it on time in order to live in the abundance oh glory to God that he has called me to in the earth. Somebody shout I want to be on time. But you cannot be intimidated by an assignment that God never gave you. How do you want something from that, that God gave to somebody else? You're spending more time looking and viewing and solving and being overwhelmed by what they have been called to do. You don't have the grace that they have according to their assignment. You're stressed out, you're burdened, you're overtaken, you're overwhelmed, you feel like quitting, you want to give up, you want to walk out, and you don't never want to amen, see good or do anything anymore. But the reason for it is because 
Amen. You are idolizing somebody else's assignment. My God. Help us out. You're idolizing what God told somebody else to do. That's why it don't fit. That's why, amen, Lord God, you're so overwhelmed by it because you can't be them. You can't do what God has anointed them to do. I am, I am frustrated with people, glory to God, that there's still a placement that all they want to do is gossip and talk about what somebody else is and is not doing. You're so focused and so glued in and honed in to what they are doing and not doing that you are not minding the business that God has called you to. But if you ever get to the place where you start minding the business of one of the assignments that God has called you to, and then maybe the blessing that you've been praying for for five years will have already been made now. And so and so did not allow me to 
I called you to do what I called you to do. That's and it's important, amen, that we understand and that we need to be accountable to God according to the assignment that he has given to us. Jesus, come on, Lord. So I said, God, judge me on the fruitfulness of that that you have called me to. In other words, Lord, God, my gift and the, and the things that you have called me to do, amen, I want to be judged according to that, not according to the grace that you've given somebody else. Not according to the gift that you've given somebody else. Because I can never be them. I can only be who you me to be so with what I have, with what I possess, and I'm going fully after with all my heart, with all of my soul, and with all of my mind. Amen. Nothing and nobody, amen, is going to get in the way of the things that God has called me to. Someone said, Be grateful for the skin that you are in. Be thankful for the assignment that God has given to your life. Amen. Be, amen. And then praise God. Give him glory. And then that he has created you in his image and in his likeness to be who you are. If you don't learn to appreciate that, then you'll be miserable all of your life. We got some miserable people serving in church. They're sitting in positions and, and oh Lord, no. mountain pulpits and and miserable. But when you are in the place, in the position that God has called you to, misery has no company where you are. Why? Because you are a Christian. You are in the vein that God has called you to. You know, if you've been called to serve in a specific place of ministry, you can't let nobody else move you. Come on. You got to know God for yourself. Someone said, you learn to be the best you. You know, and, and I, I'm preaching a kind of message that God has helped me to do this in this transition before we get into our series. It's because, amen, before you take on something, you got to get in a place that you've already made up in your mind that you are going to be the best you. Amen. And being the best you, amen, means that you're willing to give it all you got in order for that to manifest. Glory to God. Being the best you is by being accountable for that that you have. David said in the scripture, he said, this is the honor that God has called me to walk in. I can't use nobody else's honor because their armor hasn't been, that armor hasn't been tested. So in other words, David said, in this place that I am, in God, God allowed me to wear an armor. He allowed me to wear, amen, this, this, this armor because he was processing and he was teaching me something and it was tested according to that that he had called me to. So can't know anybody fit my armor. Can't know anybody fit what God has called me to wear. Can't know anybody fit Amen. The things that God has brought into my life. Amen, somebody. Amen. Glory to God. Let me get back to the text here tonight. The Bible says, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that has commended themselves, but they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves among themselves are not wise. But we will not boast of things without our measure. But according to the measure or the rule which God has distributed to us, 
a measure to reach even unto you. And so what I'm saying tonight, and the word is saying, is that the thing that God has called us to is what we must measure and how we must measure and examine our life. We are not above and beyond to do something that God has called us to. Someone said, whatever God has called me to do, I'm going to do it with my full attention, with my full heart, and my full focus, because I want to be the best at that that is called to. So it don't matter if you're trying to influence me or persuade me to get out of the thing that God has called me to, I will not be moved. God will promote you according to the tolerance My God. of the trouble My God. that you're able to endure. Yeah. A lot of people want the position, they want the, 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 the placement, they want the assignment, they want what God has called you to, but they can't go through Rocket. the tolerance. Yeah. They don't have the endurance that God My has built on the inside of you. They don't have the patience in the process that it's going to take in order to manifest the promise. And so what is happening, glory to God, is they're being disrupted in this place to become something of somebody else. And then when they get there, they say, I can't take it. I can't be it. Why? Because God uses our trials. He uses tribulation. He uses the things that we go through like oppositions. Amen. In order to, to define who we are in life. So when we fall into doubtless temptation, the scripture says, count it all joy. And the reason why we count it all joy is because we understand that God is getting ready to teach me something. And God is getting ready to try me in an area in order for me to overcome so that, Lord God, when it comes time for me to do what it's called me to do, I'm able to sustain. So somebody said, don't die with trouble, celebrate it. Don't die, Lord God, because you got trials and tribulations that you got to go through and be who God has called you to be. Begin to open your mouth and give God praise for it. Say, Lord, I'm thankful that you chose me to go through that for you. Because I understand that going through it for you is for your glory. And in your glory is what I want to see manifested in my life. Glory to God, somebody. So somebody say, hey, build up some tolerance. Build up the, uh, the ability, amen, to be able to sustain trouble. Amen. Build up a tolerance, glory to God, in that that God has called you to do in order to get to the next place. But if you're going to ever get to the next place, the next dimension, the next assignment, amen, the next portal that God opens up, you're going to have to be submitted and accountable to the gifting and to the assignment that God has called you to. Amen, amen somebody. Amen. So, what God is doing in your life, he's allowing you to go through because he's building. He's building. Someone said God is building in you. Yeah, I had to go through them not liking me because God was building me for leadership. My God. When I was younger, I had to go through being ostracized, criticized, and then kicked at and kicked on because God knew I needed to be able, Lord God, to overcome that in order to lead people that felt lesser than themselves. I had to go through that, Lord God, being rejected, not being accepted. Because God needed to use that according to what he had called me to. Somebody said, too much is given. Much is required. And if I look at this pulpit tonight, this pulpit has been made up of a pressure wood and it's covered with carpet and amen. it is able to sustain any of the things in which it was created for. So when you look at this pool and you look at this stage and it's beautiful, 
and my God. All these things up here, the flooring or the foundation must be able to hold the weight that is on it. Come on now. So what I'm trying to tell you tonight is what God has called you to and who he has called you to is able to handle the weight of the things that need to be on it. So what I'm telling you tonight in the spirit realm is that God has called you to be able to handle a certain amount of weight. Uh -huh. Amen. The assignment that you have been called to, you are able to handle the weight because God built you for it. Somebody tell I'm built for it. This is the confidence that you got to have. Amen. That when you get in trouble and it feels heavy and it feels too heavy, as long as you know that you didn't add extra stuff onto you and you didn't add extra other people's stuff on your life, then how God built you, He built you in the ability to, to sustain the weight. Somebody say, I have been built to carry the weight. You are designed to handle and to handle a certain amount of weight. But if we put somebody's two or three cars on the stage that's filled with cement, the stage don't cave in. Why? Because the stage hasn't been built to carry that amount of weight. So the most time people give in and cave in in purpose is because they're carrying weight that God never intended for them to have. And so while they're trying to get to their destination and while they're trying to get to the finish line, they can't get there because they're too heavy. There's a lot of people that is in the building tonight that are too heavy. You're worried about the opinions of what other people are going to think about what God has called you to. So therefore you can push yourself in purpose and push yourself in destiny because you're means to you. But sometimes there come a placement in your life and a timing in your life where you got to say thank you for your opinion. Thank you for what you are saying. But that is not what God is calling me to. And so I have been built to sustain and have the weight and the tolerance and the pain and the trouble that comes with my assignment. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Find your own measure. Somebody say, find your own measure. Measure is the amount. The measure. Somebody say, the measure. Find your measure. Find your tolerance. Find the amount of weight, trouble, pain, pressure that you're able to sustain. You got to be able to find it. But the way that the way that it is found is by you going through what it is that God has called you to go through. A lot of people find themselves volunteering for this, volunteering for that, sign up for this, sign up for that. They're over here. They're over there. And you can have a good heart. And you can have a good will to want to be a blessing. But a good heart and a good will to want to be a blessing, doing the wrong things will exhaust you to the point where you will be absolutely no good. So that's why we got a lot of mad, angry people operating in positions because they don't have the grace to stand the weight. So what it requires for you to be who God has called you to be, you can't stand it because you're doing the wrong thing. Uh -huh. Operating beyond your measure. Operating beyond your measure. Someone say, I do not want to operate beyond my measure. Amen. I'm not going to sign up for everything that comes my way Amen. just to, to, to convince people that I'm a good person. Amen. Oh Lord, have mercy. I'm not going to ground those and 
amen, show myself faithful and consistent to this, that, and the other, amen, and be so scattered that I can't even take care of my own house. I'm not going to be signing up for, amen, all these different ministries and all these different things and all these different tasks, and I can't even juggle the responsibility of my first priority that God has given me. Somebody said, this weight, Lord God, that's been applied to your life, is it of God or is it of you? Are you trying to please people or are you trying to please God? Are you trying to show them that you're faithful? Are you trying to show them, amen, who you are? Or are you trying to please the God that has called you to be? If you only believe what God has called you to be, they'll see you. You don't have to shine so bright and so big trying to sign up and do all these things when you know that when you sign up for them, you're not going to be able to sustain it. I would rather you sign up for one thing and say, Pastor, this is what God called me to do. I'm not the Lord. I know that God has called me to this placement. And just because somebody else is pulling or pulling me here or there or over here, I know where God has called me to. And that this is what God has waited on my life. And I'm able to endure the weight. I'm able to complete the assignment because I am operating in my measure. Somebody say, operate in your measure. Some people say, well, I want to be the leader of the church. Are you sure? Because if you want to be the leader of the church, are you able to handle that type of pressure? Are you able to handle that type of trouble? Are you able to handle that type of problem? Or will you run and tuck yourself away and cry? Sometimes you'll be accepting of things that God has not called you to only because you feel good and in your heart to do it. But just feeling good in your heart and displeasing God, amen, is, is two worlds apart. Because what you need to do is please God in that that God has called you. So if you're going to be somewhere, if you're going to do something, if you're going to be a part of that ministry, give it all you got. Yeah. And if you're not able to be the best in what God has called you to be in it, then don't get in it. Hallelujah. So I say operate. In your measure. Sometimes operating in your measure means this. Yeah, I'm just going to go on to this. Whatever example you give, you're going to go on to this. Operating your measure can mean this. Well, I'm able to pour Pastor a glass of water. And I give him a glass of water. But that don't mean that I'm able to be his armor bearer. Come on, Because you can do the things that you see them doing. But that don't mean that you're able to handle the tension of that assignment. So admiring what somebody else is doing, and you say, well, I can do that. And it actually being what you have been called to do are two worlds apart. So that is why we have disgruntled, amen, disoriented, amen, mentalities and spirit in ministry because many people pick up to do something because they see what everybody else is doing and think that they can do it and then when they get in it, they can't sustain it. Because now you understand that it's more required than bringing a glass of water. Of that that God has called me to. Uh -huh. 
Somebody said, what, what have you been lying to me? Well, what, what is it that that is a part of your makeup? That you can do it with breeze. You can do it in the spirit of excellence because this is who you are. This is how you think. This is what makes you who you are. This is what this is what moves you when you get up in the morning. Have you ever been? Uh, I work in, 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 as a business um, owner of, of a consulting firm, and every day I'm around all these people. Amen. That has all these different types of businesses because Amen. Our office is located right in the nucleus of a lot of successful businesses and people doing their own special operation. And as we are in there, the Holy Spirit had me just take a step back and then just look around. And as I was looking around, I was thinking, man, the function of what we do is amazing in this place because what we are here to offer to, amen, the world to, and to business is amazing. But one thing I came to realize is that I couldn't do what my next door neighbor was doing. Because they were special. They anointed to do what they are doing. In other words, there are some people that are accountants. There are some people that are lawyers. That all they think is law. All they think is money. And I started thinking about, man, I love money. Thank you, Jesus. To the point, glory to God, that I'm not overtaken by money. Money don't is not my God. But the Bible says that money is not your and it says it solves all things, and it's what it says in the scripture. But then I was thinking about this thing. I said, man, you know, but if I had to be an accountant, or if I had to be a lawyer that was diagnosing all this and doing all that, man, I couldn't do it because that's not who I am. And I couldn't operate in their anointing or in their vein. And I spent all day, amen, exhausted looking at them doing what they're doing. And absolutely angry and mad because they still try to balance something or they're trying to do this or they're trying to bring this um, this law into, into perspective. But I'm looking at it like, man, it don't take all that. <laughs> but to them, they're like, no, no, it matters. Because without this, it's not the best. It's not excellent. And so God says, I'm looking for people and then their assignment, Lord God, to carry their measure. Amen. To be in a position where you are doing what God wants you to do. Amen. To be in the calling and the anointing and operating in what God has called you to do. Amen. Frustration happens, amen, when you are operating beyond your measure. Amen. Frustration overtakes you when you are operating in a capacity that God has not called you to. But sometimes you get frustrated. It's a good thing because you're ready to graduate to the next level. Yeah. You're ready to graduate to the next opportunity. And so you're moved by God. Amen. That He's moving you in that 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 mind of frustration that you might get to that next place and say, Lord, whatever it is that you would have me do, I'm ready. And when I pass these tests, now I'm ready to move on to greater. Let me say this before we close our pause. We're getting out of here right now. Amen. Somebody shout, Master. Master. The things, the things that God has called you to. Master. Master. Most people refuse to master the tasks and the things that God has given them. They're so eager and so ambitious and so filled with anxiety to get to something else because they don't feel a sense of fulfillment. 
But the way that you're going to get to where God has you is that you muster, amen, all the faith that God has given you and you use, amen, all of the, the focus that God has called you to, amen, to cause you to be faithful, consistent, and accountable to the things that he has called you to. Amen. A lot of people underestimate mastery. They keep picking up this, keep picking up that, keep picking up this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But somebody say sometimes you gotta learn how to stick with what God has called you to be good at. And just because it looks like a good opportunity does not mean that it's a good opportunity for you. Because what you will do is find yourself operating in somebody else's grace and anointing and you're miserable. But if you rock with what God has called you and you learn how to take, amen, and keep learning and keep fueling where you are and learn to master it to a spirit of excellence, amen, then you can reap out of it what it was intended to give you. But if you quit too soon, glory to God, because you get frustrated, because you're in a place where you're never supposed to be and you're operating outside of the will of God, then you'll be overtaken by the sign. But sometimes I'm going to learn to master. I'm going to learn to stick with. Amen. Something that God gives me, the, the ministry that God gives me, long enough to allow me to eat the fruit thereof. To allow me to manifest the fruit thereof. Amen, somebody. Somebody say, you can't get out of it. Oh, Lord Jesus. What you don't put in it. You can't get out of it, what you don't put in it. So you're expecting all these wonderful, amazing things out of it. But you have hearted with it. You want your children to be amazing, but you spend no time teaching them. You want them to be prosperous in school. You want them to be amazing in all these things, but you have yet to take the time and dedicate it with them and say, no, we're going to block this time out and then to teach you for, so that you might learn the things that you need to learn to get to where you need to get. You cannot get out what you don't put in. A lot of people are trying to get withdrawals and your account is negative. Wow. You, you, you're trying to get... Oh, Lord Jesus. You want your wife to be amazing. You want her to be, oh my God, my wife is everything. My wife, da, 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 da. And she's giving all, she's giving all, she's giving all. But if you're not putting anything in, you can't get nothing out. And so why you expecting her to be amazing and moving and this, that, and other? She is in a place, glory to God. She said, you got a negative balance. You're going to have to make some deposits up in here. If you don't expect me to perform at my optimum. Amen. Come on. Ain't nobody said that. Amen. So in other words, you got to put something in it if you're going to get something out of it. But most people want to get something out of it and don't put nothing in it. A lot of people want to serve in position, serve in ministry. Do this and do that and do this and do that. They're over here, they're over there. And so now your time is scattered. What you are putting in it is scattered, so that's what you get back scattered. But when you get tasked and, and feel intent, you know, that's that kind of season and time when you gotta make up in your mind, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make some investment in this thing because I need it to last and endure for the duration. Yeah. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. If you keep making withdrawals and making withdrawals and making withdrawals and making withdrawals and never putting nothing in it, it's gonna eventually come bankrupt. Amen. Amen. You got to put in what you get out. 
If you put in little, you get back little. It's a principle that governs our life. And a lot of people want a whole lot of much, but they're not willing to give a whole lot of much. They want a whole lot of much with a little bit of giving, but you can't work that way. It violates the principle of God. God said, if you give, if you put it in, what the Bible said, the word said, give and it shall be given back to you. Press down, shake it together, and run it over to men. Give it to your cousin. It's what you put in, what you get out of it. And so, if you want a great return, you got to get a great investment. Yeah. If you want a great return, you got to give a great investment. That's right. You want the fruit, you want the manifestation, but you're not willing to give what it takes in order to see the outcome. You want the manifestation, you want your wife to be amazing, you want your husband to be amazing, you want your children to be amazing, you want your ministry to be amazing, you want your business to be amazing, you want your business to be amazing, you want your money to be amazing. But the problem is that you're not willing to give into it once you get out of it. Oh, Lord. You want to put a dab, you want a dab there, and put a dab and put a dab there. But as you're putting dab, that's what you're going to get back in return. The Bible says if you give sparingly, you shall reap sparingly. But it says if you give bountifully, then you shall reap bountifully. So what you put in it,
Joy. So I said, Joy everlasting. In the name of Jesus.